Welcome, a very special Highfalutin Ski Bump podcast. It is episode number 200. Two, zero, zero. This has almost been five years in the making. I think it's like four years, like 51 weeks. Yes. So it is a very special episode. It is the original podcast trifecta. The three P. Brian, Mario, and the Dreamweaver. The Dreamweaver. Super, super stoked, guys. Soupy Steve. (laughs) Soupy Steve, we called him because he was eating soup before the podcast. Now it's going to stick for the entire podcast. (laughs) Soupy Steve. Soupy Steve. So, (laughs) Steve, welcome. It's been been a while since you've been on. I think it was, was last summer. Or uh, was last oh, summer? It was, big or was snow. It... it was now it's big snow. Oh, that's it's right, the, big uh, snow. Yeah. That's right, big snow. Listen. Where we have an article about Steve getting a little ruckus in there. <laughs> big brawls at big snow. Big brawls, right? So listen, let me just congratulate you guys. I mean, you you've been at it. You've been doing amazing. The the, the show is tight. It's tight. Uh, Content is awesome. Well, I will tell you, uh, yeah. That so many people. It's funny, you hear so many people who are like, I should start a podcast, or I should do this, or I'm going to do this. And you know what? You know what they do? Not a goddamn thing. When I hear that, talk shit. (laughs) Wow, you know what? I'm going to go fly to the moon tomorrow. I'm not going to do it. You just say you're going to do it because you want to show off and brag and say something. We have been doing this. And you know what? At first, it wasn't good. I'll admit it. We all can admit that. It was pretty rough, but you know what? We had fun doing it. It was good in the rough. So it was, it was fun. what it was, but it was fun and it was, it, it was fun enough that we wanted to keep doing it. It was so, raw. Yeah. But it was good. And now look at us here. I hear people say, I want to start a podcast. I think I should do that. And I look right. I look them right in the eye and I said, maybe you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> <You're not laughs> Cause, gonna... <laughs> Cause if you were going to do it, you would be fucking talking about it. You do it. You talk about, Hey, I just recorded four episodes of my podcast. <laughs> That's right. Maybe you know what you you're going to do shut the fuck up and go back to tweeting your, your, Whatever you're tweeting. You're going to do not a goddamn thing. That's what you're going to do. We said it, we did it, and we're going to keep doing it. And you know what? I'm not going to stop doing this till, till it blows up. I don't care if, if I got to start paying people to listen to this. I'm going to keep goddamn doing this till it's my full-time goddamn job. You know what's funny? I thought we'd be paying people to listen to this. We don't even have to pay anybody. We got people right now, like, give us stickers and, like, doing some crazy shit. Dude, I, I got to say, this season, you know, our... Mario, you and our, our ski season has been down. It's been down from the year before's oh. levels, but our level of fandom, people who are like supporting us and Fandemonium. plastering Fandemonium. stickers all over the, the universe at this point has been yeah. so awesome. So, of course, a big thank you to everyone who's checking this out, who's listening, who's writing, who, who's asking for stickers. Please hit us up skibonepodcast.com you send us an email at skibonepodcast gmail.com socials twitter instagram facebook instagram dm us that's the best place to reach us if you want stickers yeah, most people well. just dm us on instagram that's like the yeah easy. apple spotify stitcher you can subscribe and rate us that'd be really helpful podcast Adrian. awards podcast awards july 1st i already have it in oh, my that's... calendar on july 1st <clears throat> to remember it and to have people nominate us and we can do it for multiple categories. We'll talk about that. I got the registration info today. We got to register for it. We should be in every goddamn category. We should. This, this could be an LGBTQTW, whatever the hell other letters you throw in there. <laughs> podcast too. 
Yeah. I haven't chosen my gender today yet. So we got AA covered. We I'm got... definitely QAF. Right. So, you know, whatever. That's the A. QAF. I got AA. I got, you know, a few other acronyms. That's true. But yes. So uh, please hit us up, subscribe, rate us. We'd really appreciate it. And thank you again for listening. Woo. So, gentlemen, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. And Steve, since it's been a while since you've been on, yeah. yeah. Founding member, what do you got today for your upgrade? All right, so uh, I just got back from skiing, which I'm really excited about. So today, I was actually, I was actually uh, on an anti-beer tick. Um, so I went one month without having beer. Really? <laughs> After I flipped over on my snowboard today, I just felt like <laughs> I had to have a beer. So where did you go so today? Uh, where were you skiing today or boarding? So I was I was boarding today and I went to uh, the creek. It's probably going to be the last day at uh, for me at the creek. We're going to get a little rain. But uh, I got to tell you, those guys did an amazing job. We had a miserable season for uh, natural weather. Um, but they had... Wasty um, pow today. Of, what's up? You're in waist deep, pal, today? It was, uh, yeah, it was waist deep slush. <laughs> and, uh, so it was a slalom course. You had to, uh, you had to dodge a lot Aww. of dirt and a lot of, uh, a lot of bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and lots of high schoolers, uh, that, that, uh, that kicked me off the mountain that once, once they saw me fall, they're like, dude, you, you're too old. You got to go. Why aren't they in school? Uh, was it after school? <laughs> it was, uh, it was yeah, a bunch of hoodlums. Should they be going they to like even, a math or something? Bunch of whippersnappers. They, they, they didn't even offer to help me get up. They just said, dude, man, you got to go. <laughs> it's our time. It's harsh. It's our time. It's, it's our time in the creek. <laughs> uh, all right, so I am going with my favorite go-to hazy little thing. Oh, nice. Hazy like, little oh, thing. Nevada. I love Nevada. the Sierra Nevada. Big fan. You guys know that. They sponsor us on our bike team. Yeah, they give us all jerseys and everything like that, and we support them by drinking after every single bike ride. <laughs> That's called synergy, isn't it? That is synergy. I've synergy. never had that beer. Wait, oh wait, wait. Sorry, the the blue moon. Oh, Sorry, that was. Uh, uh, so, oh, all right, <laughs> you got to cover that up. That's you never had that, Brian? I've never had that. You need one of these stickers to cover that bad boy up. That's oh, that would that that would do it. All right. Oh, oh, I wouldn't want to see that. Here, there we go. We'll put the sticker over. <laughs> put the sticker. Yeah. Yeah, I've right, never so had that particular app. beer. I, uh, I'm just such a snob when it comes to my beer at this point. I'm like, I'll just go to the local brewery and pick something up as opposed to getting a beer that was shipped all the way across the country, which, wow. you know, but, who but knows? It's California, though. But who it's knows California. what sort of Sarah variables Nevada. affected my beer? <laughs> right. Right. That's just the level of douchebaggery I'm at, and I'm all right with that's that. That's right. That's right. Yo, D-bag, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yo, D-bag. Baggy D. Brian. Yo, Soupy yo. Steve. Soupy Steve and D-bag, bro. <laughs> Get here. <laughs> all right, Mario, what do you got? Well, I'm rocking an old favorite. Um, this is one that when you find, you, you kind of drink as much as, as you can of it, and you realize how hammered you get. Um, this is the old, here's the bottle. What? So what? Good old fashioned no dogfish head, one twenty. So you had one of these just a few weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah, I'm drinking out my stock. I'm gonna restock. 
in the next week. It's so, like when you're, when your dad catches you smoking, he makes you smoke the whole pack, that kind of thing. That's it. Yeah. You realize that they're like, all right, they're cold. I got to drink them now. I mean, you just spent 45 bucks on four beers. You're drinking them all. So it's funny, like this, you know, my big ski trip, we went to Barolo and we're talking to the guy about wine and Barolo is one of those you like buy now and you hold it for like 15 years, 10 years, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, we're talking to the vintner and he's like, you know, they say you should hold it. It's going to get better. He's like, it's wine. It's supposed to be drank. Like he, he just drinks it right away. He's like, that's what you do. Like it's, why not? You know, you could hold on to it and sell it and trade it and the like, but it's really meant to be just made and drank. So, you know, some guy went and bought the beautiful Barolo, went and lived his life for 10 years, waiting to retire. He's like, next, he's like, next August, I'm going to have that Barolo July 30th. Friggin' Done. city bus. Done. Him down. <laughs> right. That's right. You know He's probably his dickhead kid probably drank the whole thing. Didn't even appreciate it. No, his dickhead kid probably started drinking it and said, oh, this kind of sucks. Let me mix it with some juice or something like that. Like put some like grape juice in it. I'm gonna mix it with my coating cough syrup. That's right. That's right. And I have a nice glass, a Reitzenhoff glass. These are great. I love these things. Mr. Fancy. So this is the um Tiger Woman. <clears throat> Tiger so anybody doesn't know you go to reitzenhof.com or if you're traveling in germany or they have them are the, they a sponsor of the podcast they're not but they should be and do not promote them <laughs> that's right but they have these, artists, these guys like these guys, this, whoa whoa they're special artists uh rendered thing they have like coasters and everything it's pretty cool that is pretty nice i remember when we used to do the podcast in person back in the yes. in the under 100 days we used to have those glasses all the time for our, our delicious beers. And somehow I would drive home after those. I don't know how I made it home every time. <laughs> hey, I was like, you're right, man. He's like, I got a lot of water. I'm good. Had a little coffee. You wouldn't drink that much, though. I'd be happy. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. I'd be pretty hammered. Man. But it'd be but, like, remember the, there was one episode. I don't remember what the number was, but we recorded it. And it was, you know, hour and a half, hour and 40, whatever. You were at and home I realized home. You weren't driving. I realized I was like, uh oh, it didn't record. And then we had to record it again. Oh, I remember, I think, that. I remember that. I think we started, it was like 1245 for that second one. And it was, was done bad. by like two. I think I got home at like three. I mean, that was, that was a rough one. Yeah. There I, was I, another I, one we were hammered. I, Dedication to the game, my friend. Yeah. There was one we were hammered and we were both remote. And I remember the next day you're like, oh man, I don't think we finished the podcast. What happened? And you're like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh shit, yeah, I did have a recording. Like, Dude, that one was gold. Was it was, that- it was fuzzy. Like the ending was all fuzzy for both of us. But I was like, no, no, I'm pretty sure we finished it. And he was, was like, is that the one that Nick was on? Because there was one when Nick was on, and he just got so hammered, like he just oh, Nick was just hammered. He, he was just like. He drank two gin Gibsons by like the yeah. first part of the podcast. And he just, you see this video, he's like showing the dog and then he's just not there anymore. He's walking around, just like taking, just, a, taking a few laps. just left. Oh, that was funny. The Frank yeah. one was good too. Where Frank, Frank baked. Yeah, Frank got pretty baked. <laughs> Starts, yeah, that was, uh, we've had some very interesting episodes, which is, makes it fun and interesting. And we get Steve back now. We, uh, we didn't have those boozy ones. We were trying to be all buttoned up. We we're trying to figure out stuff that was going on at the time. Yeah. But we didn't really have our format yet. We kind of were, we were throwing darts in the hurricane and seeing where they were going to land. And now See we what Well, you know, you, listen, you two guys are artists, right? So you, you have to let it unfold. You know, you couldn't just like put rules around it. 
right? Exactly. You, you know, it's it, nice it, having it a, its way. You need a scaffolding. That's all you need. And we kind of have right. we've given ourselves a scaffolding and then we work in and around it. You have yeah. to know the rules to know how to break the rules. It's like Wall Street, right? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bunch of criminals. All right. So my app rate today, I was telling these guys before I had a really awesome beer that I was going to have, but it was one of those like jumbo sized bottles, which I think is, it had to be Should have done it, man. 30 ounces. It was a 15% beer. Oh, I'm like, I don't want that big full belly. I got a lot to do tomorrow. I got to edit this podcast and put it out there for you fine listeners. So what I decided to do was to find the fanciest bottle of unopened bottle of liquor that I had Ooh, in my dwelling. Okay unopened unopened because you know a lot of times we kind of go back to the old faithfuls that are sitting around and that was kind of a february theme of cleaning up bottles so you that have a little mad dog 2020 you're saying uh, well you know obviously <laughs> i said my finest bottle of liquor so naturally <laughs> so what i did was this was a christmas present about two years ago i got and i finally bring it out for this special occasion this is a don Ooh. julio 1942 Ooh. tequila Nice. Wow. Some people don't like tequila. And Mario, you're not a huge fan of it. But this is one of those tequilas that doesn't they taste like tequila. Are okay. Yeah. This is the kind of thing. If you put this next to a bottle of Cuervo, you know, it's like putting like a a McLaren next to a Ford Escort. You know, this so is if like you somebody get the lime and the salt and be like, oh my god, we're gonna do such. You'd punch them right in the head, right? That, that girl, you know, remember in in uh Billy Madison. Steve Buscemi's character had the list of people he wanted to kill. <laughs> and it was like a long, vengeful list. That sure. girl, I don't know her name, but she's on my list. I think they were drinking Patron. She's doing Patron Ooh, silver shots and she's doing salt and lemon. Is that salt the barn in Mount Snow? And they were doing the, the lime and, and the and the salt. Like, really? Yeah. Is that really necessary? Or are you just being an attention whore? Like I, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. Yeah, but uh, anyway. it was Cuervo. It was Cuervo. You know? No, it was Patron. This it girl was Patron doing it with Patron Silver. She yeah. was doing the yeah. lemon and the uh, the salt. Because mm-hmm. they could have just had the regular swill tequila, and it would have been the same. You, you just if you're gonna, that's a sipping tequila. You can just sip that, and if you want to be all fancy, make really fancy margaritas with them. But that's a yeah. that's a definite drinking tequila. It was either that or Fireball, you know. That was, I think that might have been pre-Fireball. That was like a different era. A yeah. simpler time, really. That's when Fireball said, hey, they're going to drink this with that? Why not? Let's make Fireball. It was a simpler time when Four Loco was Four Loco. Right. Yeah, Four Loco. Before it had to get transformed into this uh, goddamn nerfed up Four Loco. Isn't it, oh. isn't it all jacked up? Some gasoline tasting Four Loco. Mm. Man. Those tequila. A little I'm, bit jealous ice of the te- I'm, in, I'm jealous of the tequila right now. I'm looking at my hazy little thing, and I'm looking at that. I, I hear the tequila. I hear the glass. I hear that, right? I hear the, yeah. yeah. A little bit of ice in here. It's well, so, for the Nejo, it's actually a lot lighter than you'd think, because sometimes they come out really dark, almost like a like a bourbon, really, or like a lighter bourbon. But this is mm-hmm. smooth, drinkable, getting a lot of vanilla, and that, that tiny bit of that uh, agave flavor to it. But it's no aftertaste, no burn, really smooth. So when do you have the lime and the, and the salt? Oh, I, I, every time I turn away, I'm <laughs> insulting myself. Just take another sip of it, right? Yeah, but this is a this is a gentleman's tequila. 
Nice. Or gentle woman's or gent just gentle yeah. gender free persons tequila. That's undecided. <laughs> gentle undecided. Gentle undecided. Hashtag gentle undecided. So we actually have one story here while we're in the app right today segment. And I saw this today. So I was listening to Kevin Rose's podcast. If you're not familiar with him, he's a uh one of those tech geniuses from back in the day and does all these wacky he interviews a lot of people for his podcast and is super into health and has a lot of different apps and crap so he had this one oh. they talked about today in his newsletter which i thought was kind of funny I like so, did you see this steve yeah so it's an app that tries to get you to drink less alcohol well it's not so much trying to get you to drink less it's trying to show you what you're actually drinking so you feel bad about how much you're drinking there you go. That's a way better description. Perfect. It's almost like guilting you out of drinking. So it's so the, we're we're back at the shaming again. So we're all about shaming. Exactly. Well, it's like when you go to the doctor for that yearly visit, and they're like, like uh, "So how many drinks do you drink a week?" And you lie and you say like three drinks. <laughs> like he's looking at you, going like, "Let me fucking triple it," because I'm looking at you, and that's about how many you drink like a day. You well, know. there's two things about this that bug me. So one is like, yeah, like you, like you said, <laughs> it's guilting you, it's shaming you out of of having a drink, but also too, like, do we have to calculate and add up and and like turn everything into something that's got like big data? Like everything has to be recorded. It's like when you have the stupid dude. Apple Watch on. It's like I see you're walking. It's like, dude, I'm just walking. I just <laughs> want to record it. I just want to fucking walk. You know, like, why does everything have to be recorded and saved and calculated? And then again, used to judge you, shame you like, oh, I see we're uh, up to four drinks today. It's got a little stormy, a little boat with the stormy weather on there. It's like up. Couldn't have the reverse effect. You're like, I'm up to four. My record six. I'm going to I'm going to try to jack the record. What what if you're like a contrarian? You're like, you know, fuck you, app. I had six yesterday. I'm going to have seven tomorrow. Yeah, that's what you got. You got six. I got seven on me right now. I mean, I want to see these graphs. I I mean, I want to see these graphs of all the drinks. It is a very (laughs) nicely designed app. And then there's like, there's mocktail recipes in it. It's just. Ah, what? That's why we have Uber. This is why we have Uber. Right. Think about like Clint Eastwood (laughs) looking at this app or like John Wayne. No, this would be the best. Like before you go for your physical, you like look this shit up. You're like, God damn, I really got to (laughs) lie. Like it I just, feel like this is this app is, you know, it, it is for today. It's it's not when men used to be men. I don't oh. know, man. This just, I, I the premise is adorable, but again, <laughs> just just don't drink. Then, like, just say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna have a freaking soda and go to bed. Like, do you have to record? Like, look, I had two two days in a row with no drinking. Look at me, and I'm sure you can send that to all your douchebag followers or oh, whatever the hell you're on. Put it on your yeah, own you gotta, Facebook. Instagram. So I think it should be. I think it should be the opposite. I think you should you should attach it to Strava, right? And I think it's a badge of honor. Be like, oh, oh I just did uh, thirty miles and I drank seventeen beers. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm over that, you know, and then look, and then I want to see the heart rate with the beer. You know, exactly. And, and put it all together. If it was like real time, you're like going up a hill, some <laughs> flat line. <laughs> right. Like when you set yeah, when you set a goal, like if you set a goal for doing, let's say, fifty miles a week, if you drink. 10 beers now it adds like two more miles to your goal per beer 
It's like right. the bell. It's like the waiting system, right? You're like waiting your uh, your ride. Yeah. Well, you know, then then you get the Strava rating. And it's like, oh, you burned 800 calories, so you could have 17 beers. There you go. Or what about like a version that's like making you, you know, you have a goal of drinking 15 drinks this week, and you're like, I see you're on day three, and you've only had two. Better step it up. <laughs> so what this is going to turn into is. You hit a certain limit. It sends out, uh, you know, something on your Instagram or Facebook. And now you got your friends calling, dude, do you have a problem? What's going on? I saw you drank over 10 drinks yesterday. Do we need to talk? It's like, yeah, I want to punch Facebook. you right in the face is what I want to do. And so your mom on Facebook, she's going to be all concerned. Oh my God. We're going to have an intervention. You know what I mean? What interventions you're going to have from this? You can actually set like a weekly limit for yourself. Like this just... So the weekly limit, you just don't open the app. <laughs> so wait a second. That's, Very easy to do. Exactly. Look, look, I won. I didn't open the app today. I mean, come on. You look, know somebody's going to have it and be like, I've only done one drink a day. That's it. Meanwhile, they're having 10. They're just man, like, my what? app has zero drinks. <laughs> they have zero drinks. It's great. Yeah, it's got to be connected to the uh, the Apple Watch. And, and, you then, know, and then connected to, to your blood level or something. You know the, oh, fil- the filthy healthcare companies, the health insurance companies. They want to know. Yeah. Have a pipeline into this. And they're like, huh, I see Steve had 15 drinks this week. You're going to jack his rates up next year. Or even worse, let's say you don't even drink. You live in an area where everybody's lush. And you know what? They're like, well, you know, according to your demographic of the town that you live in with a lot of alcoholics, we're going to, you're going to have to pay premium on your health insurance now because. You're in an area where everybody drinks. Like Ellicottville. <sighs> That's going to happen though. Yeah, this, there's no way this, there's not some sort of like shady back end to this. Because you know what? The app is free. And whenever an app is free, that means they're taking your data and they're going to do something with it. Let's be right. honest. That's right. Ugh. Yeah, Sound this is de- this is definitely funded. This is definitely funded by uh, the health companies. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. it. We should have our own app, the opposite version created, <laughs> where we're trying to outdrink each other. Do you remember Mario? Of course you do. Zermatt, <laughs> when they had the oh, um, yeah. they had the beer going to the tables, they had the like the, the spout, yes. the tap on there. It was a were, gas pump of beer. And from behind the bar, as you would pay per was it per per deciliter or something deciliter yep deciliter so we you'd pay per the amount so they would just keep pumping it into the table like into the your <laughs> your spout and they great. had a leaderboard there so it was showing like what table had consumed the most beer oh my god That's and awesome. of course you obliterated that thing of course the Hoboken ski club pretty much wrecked shop and dominated and broke <laughs> look at the setup though there was about 50 of us on the trip, right? Which is a huge trip. It was the last day we were flying out. We had to get, we had to go to the train station like four in the morning. So everybody was like, we're just going to stay up all night. I think it was like two though. It was like two in the morning. I don't know. It felt like whatever. And we were just like, so everybody's like, we're just going to use all the rest of the money that we have that we didn't <laughs> spend and just drink it. And that's, of course it was set up. People were like taking out their credit card and like adding stuff on there is great yeah that was a rough one drank a lot of beer Oof. that was a lot of vomit on that train <laughs> dude oh i think i fell asleep in the train but i'm like trying to help people like drag like stuff through because it snowed and like oh it was it was horrible it was that was a rough one. that was the opposite of this app so 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to check it out, it's lessdrinks.com. If you want to be a little popular you know going to happen, health insurance industry. Uber's not going to pick you up if you have so many drinks. Like, I saw this other app and I'm not picking uh, that yeah. up. They're puke risk. All of a sudden you hit, you go red, you turn into a puke risk. This sounds like an alcoholic black mirror episode. <laughs> That's right. I, I can't get a, I, I can't get a car. I'm, I'm hammered, but I can't get a car. Yeah. Help Cause you're get home. Risk. I just want to get home. Oh, that guy's hammered. Just leave him alone. <laughs> I'm really, he just I'm dies. not that hammered. Just dies on the sidewalk. That's it. Oh, he's drunk. Just right. he's, he's a hobo. So I don't see any upsides of the app at all. <laughs> so now that we've uh, dissected it yeah this thing sucks we thanks can't... brian it sucks uh, no i listen i knew it sucked from the start that's why i wanted to bring it up i hate this thing but i wanted you guys to see this so we're pretty much giving it six thumbs down six thumbs down that's right <laughs> six thumbs down damn i like it yeah it all works all right, all right. So that wraps up the old app rate today and now we're taking a ride Let's get into the Genjula. Which we well, haven't been in for a little while. So our buddy Frank remembered us. He just sent us a bunch of direct messages about his recommendation for the Bean of the Week. And I just Look sent it to you guys in text. Aww. So thank you, Frank, for remembering us. I know you've been going through some stuff. You know, it's been a busy... You've had your hands full, too, doing stuff. Everybody's been busy. Um... But he, he uh, called out. He said, uh, does he have any context to this? Let's see. Um, he certainly does. He said, uh, special bean for the 200th episode. Double dream. Double dream for two boys who have a dream. Oh, nice. Very sweet. So thank nice. you, Frank. Very nice. Thank you, Frank. So this is a sativa dominant hybrid. Double dream puts a unique spin on the famed blue dream by crossing it with dream star. Uh, with a complex flavor, flavor profile that synchronizes sweet floral notes with berries and spice. So it's soothing, mentally invigorating, and still, still allows clear-headed functionality. So it's a euphoric, uh, has a euphoric buzz that's anchored by deep physical relaxation that mutes pain, anxiety, stress, and inflammation. Like, why don't they sell this at my local store? It all sounds good. It does sound really good. So yeah, well, it helps a lot uh, with release from PTSD, headaches, and nausea. I got PTSD after trying to use that stupid uh, Less Drinks app. Yeah, right? <laughs> right to this bad boy. So we got to go back to this. Uh, let's see if there's any good comments on it. And one uh, of the best parts of Leafly is to read the comments for each of the strains. Some people really are quite Wordsworths with their description of their experience using strains <laughs> of cannabis. Yeah, I like the ones where they're just like, it was, <laughs> I got messed up. Like, they just go off. Yeah, I think I traveled through time, man. <laughs> yeah, these are two. Everybody is brushing up on their English and stuff. It's just not good. Yeah. I liked it when it was a simpler time. A simpler time, right? <laughs> All right, so Mario, this first story, this you found this. And you were actually at a hockey tournament last weekend, right? Yeah, my girlfriend found this. So this is in Canada, of course. Uh, so right now, if anybody doesn't know, like all the youth hockey is going into playoffs and state championships and all sorts of crap. National championships are happening like the next week or two. Um, so I guess while they do these big events, because there's a lot of there's a ton of people at these. Um, 
there was an eight-year-old that won $200 worth of cannabis products <laughs> at a youth hockey tournament. <laughs> so it makes, a lot of, it makes a lot of sense. It does. So this is in Toronto. Um, so there was a raffle um, and this guy's grandson bid on it and he won a stash of $200 worth of pop products at a local youth hockey tournament. So he says, grandson plays novice hockey with other children ages seven and eight. Um, but the tournament was a you know week long tradition and it's a big fundraiser. And that's where this, you know, raffle was sold. So, um, each team is usually responsible for putting a gift basket, uh, with a prize package together with a minimum value of five, uh, $50. So, um, and then what they do is they have a big setup, uh, but the prizes have always been geared towards kids or families in the past. So, Hey, somebody decided let's step this up. And, um, there was one that was worth $200 worth of pot. So they're like, Hey, <laughs> the, the, um, the kid went in there and uh, I guess he, he bid on that one and Hey, you know what? Boom. Kid's smart. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, the, rea- the reaction says, uh, <laughs> I guess the grandson said to the grandfather, or my grandson thought he won a great prize. Dad, I won chocolate. No, son. There's bad drugs in the chocolate. How do you explain that to a kid? Oh, my God. I would have been like, no, kid. Grandpa's going to buy you some more chocolate. That's for grandpa. Like This is some yummy grandpa. <laughs> exactly. Chocolate. Here's like 100 Twix bars. Yeah, I'll give you 100 bucks, kid. Just buy that all the chocolate you want. We're going to make a trade here, kid. Yeah. I mean, you got to wonder too, how did a, you know, this hockey tournament, how did they allow the weed, like the edibles to get in? It was just, they weren't paying attention. It's a fundraiser. They're like, here's a package worth 200 bucks of a weed products. They're like, all right, sure. Whatever. What do they care? They figure people are actually going to look at what they're bidding on when they, when they bid on the, the prize. Right. Oh, of course this grandfather guy was a cop. So that's why he's kind of a douchebag. So my question to the grandfather is where the fuck were you when this kid was bidding on it? You yeah, want to talk right. about keeping an eye on an eight year old kid who's watching him. Right. So exactly. It's someone I, point the, I point the stinky finger of cannabis at you. It's so adorable. He said, <laughs> he said that while drugs, <laughs> drugs should never be at any sporting event. It's like, you do know how much money these stadiums and teams make from alcohol sales at games. Exactly. Right. There you go. You got alcohol. You got Red Bull. Red Bull. Sugar, like a, sugar is a drug. They're selling yeah. all kinds of that crap. It was probably $200 worth of personal care products. There you go. <laughs> CBD. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he had like, you know, sex toys or something, I'd be like, that's pretty, that's pretty rough. Like, that would be weird. Oh, no, grabbing a double dong, be like, daddy, what's this for? I'm like, whoa, you, you can't live that down. Ask Uncle Mario. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, he was a policeman 32 years. Yeah. All right, dirty cop. Exactly. Get the hell out of here. Yep, um, Go back on your mounted horse, you Mountie. <laughs> yeah, that's right, eh? Let's go to ski news. So first off, now, Steve, you jogged the oh, and you reminded us that Big Snow was the last episode that you were on back in December. And this first story in the ski news is, of course, which we predicted back then about a brawl that happened at good old Big Snow. Oh, yeah. Gnarly brawl caught on camera at New Jersey's recently opened indoor ski resort, Big Snow. 
there's a, a video on Instagram. It's a, it's a great video. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. They're pretty pissed off. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where this is. Uh, this is oh, it's the uh, well, the locker room, oh, right? Yeah, it's the locker room. It's the locker yeah. room, and then yeah, the, where that door is and the the back, that's like out to the mountain. Oh wow! You know, they could have just like held everybody back and said, "Let them fight it out. Let them fight it out." Listen, man, what are these guys getting paid to work there? You know, they're not there to break up fights. Dude, I'm not taking a punch. Forget it. Let them fight it out. They'll get tired. Yeah, it's just not worth it. It's either Honestly, that or it's New Jersey. I, it's North Jersey. Think, Where's the goons grabbing him with the goon hand and just, just is, right? Yeah, there, yeah. There was really no bouncer like beating the shit out of anyone. <laughs> Which I, you usually see. Yeah, that's what you usually see in Jersey. Yeah. These guys just like they had their hits. They punched them a few times, and they actually stopped themselves. They were, <laughs> I think, they were too tired. <laughs> just you usually get the goon hand they drag you into the back and then they you know they take turns beating the shit out of you well you gotta think all all the, all the good bouncers are all just at the gym getting rooted up for the summer anyway so they're not gonna be hanging out. yo it's too cold I don't like the cold I can't show off the guns in the cold I gotta get the fake tan I can't go in the cold I don't, my kinda, I don't know what kind of accent I'm doing but you know what I don't like the fucking cold I don't like, like this the- accent like the Guido Vinny Barberino. So, <laughs> I don't even know. Hey, hey, all right, so here's the deal. Are we a little bit, like, are we surprised at all? <laughs> no, <Not really>. in, <laughs> I'm surprised it's it took this long. <laughs> I did exactly. see some, I, I did see some comment. This is the third brawl they've had so far, which would actually make so oh much God. more sense. Yeah. because I feel you know, better now. It's, it's normal. Because it's been open three months. You got to get at least one brawl per month. Yeah. See, this is why I can't defend Jersey. <laughs> I Nor mean, should you ever. Right. That's, what are you fighting about? The, I mean, yeah, exactly. you go up the mountain, you're down. Yeah. By Dude, the you way, cut me off, uh, man. I'm going to beat the shit out of you in the, in, the, in the locker room. Well, they are snowboarders. So, Steve, maybe you can give us some perspective oh. here on what they oh, were doing. Oh, are they borders? I think I one was like a that, border, right? one was a skier, actually. Yeah, it's, a, it's a turf war. It. It's obviously a turf war. That's, a, that's a stupid. That's as stupid as that is. So, <laughs> so I've. I've been back there since uh, you guys went to the premiere. And uh, what's a shame is they actually must have put something warm about 50 yards. I don't know. can't be yards, right? Because it's not that big. Up the mountain. So as you're going down, there's a break. Like it's just, it's almost like slushy snow. Are you really? serious? So, yeah. So as short as it was, you remember how short it was. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's shorter. Uh, cause that makes sense because you want spring skiing in the middle of the mountain, right? Well, yeah, they sure. want, they want to, they want to slow people down. You know, uh, we got to the bottom. We we're going oh, fast. You, you know, somebody's serious? just tucking. And so there's, just, like, so, there's some kind of strip because uh, it's not random because I went everywhere on the mountain and everywhere I'm like, why am I slowing down in this area? Uh, we were Jersey. so hopeful for this. You know, I want to see the court write up of the documents when they say, he said, I, I hate you, bro. And he said, don't get in. <laughs> but you know, when they read back the court reporter, can you read back, yeah. that back? Yes. He said, get out of my space, bro. <laughs> There's a lot of bros. Yeah, I mean, again, this, this, we knew this was going to happen. Um, and I'm sure there's been more instances of something like this going down there. This is why Jersey gets the reputation it really deserves because this is the kind of shit yeah, that goes on all the time. This happens at malls. It happens at the beach. It happens at bars. It happens at indoor ski slopes. Now, 
Like we should not be surprised. At the local sandwich sandwich shop while you get your gabagool. There's just too many just angry assholes in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. There's angry people everywhere. There's just a little special special set up in Jersey. Yeah. Well, and it's in a it's really in a perfect area for the angry people in Jersey. Oh, right. Yeah. Let's think about that. That's it's the not, heart of it. It's not in way it's on West Jersey, right? It's really in the metropolis of assholes. You know the part where people go ride through to get to the city and back, and they're angry the entire. It's in the middle of that. It's so right there. It's yeah, right there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, these folks probably stood in like were in traffic just to even get there. So they were yeah. they were already teed up before they even got on yeah. the mountain. Like ready to chuck a beating on somebody. I think this is before they even went snowboarding and skiing. Dude, most perpe- most people in Jersey <laughs> are friggin' almost redlining when they wake up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. You add one or two other little negative variables in there, like yeah. people are going to explode. It, this video is why I don't drive a motorcycle anymore in the streets of Jersey. <laughs> oh, Dude, right. I, I see motorcyclers, like I'm in Florida and I look at people, I'm like, why? I, I feel bad for them because I'm like, I'm very courteous driver and I look for bikers and motorcyclers. I'm just like, God bless, man. I, I wish him a prayer. Like well, when, when they go by, I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I got yeah, my license, but I was living in Hoboken on my motorcycle license. And I was like, I'm going to get a bike. And then I, yes. then I drove my car there for like a week. And I was like, dude, I'm not getting a bike here. I'm, like, I'm going to get a coffin. Nuts? You might as well go to Costco and get that coffin. Dude, I hate driving a car here and I'm terrified. Forget a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah, what are you going to do? So, thanks again, Jersey, for being your wonderful Jersey self. Uh, and then, speaking of New Jersey and the East Coast, the good folks at Epic Pass, the folks of Vale, they have just introduced a Northeast Value Pass so that all the good folks from Jersey can go travel to Vermont, New Hampshire. Pennsylvania for a low, low price of just five ninety nine. You know, I looked at this before because I got the email about the Epic Pass being on sale. And I'm like, and they said the local pass. And I didn't look into the local pass, but I was looking at the, the regular one. I think the regular one is like uh nine nine fifty almost, like nine forty something. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere. Wow. And I'm like, why would you get the local pass if I don't know. I guess because of the coronavirus, you don't want to fly out to Colorado. Ah, uh, but you want to be near near all these people crowding around a, a lift line, right? That's good too. Pretty much, yeah. Not going coughing everywhere. Somebody saying, "Oh, I don't feel that good. I feel like I got the flu. I'm probably going to get everybody sick here." Yeah, thanks. Yeah, pretty much. So what this has is it now has 16 resorts in the Northeast with unlimited, unrestricted access. So you have Wildcat. Mount Sunapee, Atitash, Crotched Mountain, Crocheted Mountain. How do you pronounce that? Crotched. Probably, probably crotched, crotched, right? Crotched or crotched. Crotchy. Crotched. Probably crotched. In New Hampshire, Jack Frost, Whitetail, Big Boulder, Liberty, and Round Top in Pennsylvania, Boston mm. Mills, Brandywine, Mad River Mountain, Alpine Valley, all in Ohio. Not Mad River Glen, Mad River Mountain in Ohio. In Ohio. And Mount yeah. Brighton in Michigan. Mm. So you get all those unlimited. And then you have limited access at Okemo, Hunter, and Mount Snow. 
So pretty much they're just keeping you off Thanksgiving weekend, Christmas week, MLK, and President. Yeah, all the holidays. All the holidays. All right, still, that's not too bad. Right? This This is epic. epic Correct. What's the other one that competes with Icon? I would say, yeah, Icon probably has a better mix of mountains. I think for our area, definitely. Right? Because Icon has um, Killington. Killington, Stratton. Yeah. You you see, if you get the full one, it's $9.79, no blackout dates. And you get to do unrestricted like Stow and Mount Snow. So all those like the only thing you get is seven days at Telluride, seven days at Sun Valley and Snow Basin and seven days at the Canadian Rockies. I wish I had the problem where seven days at those resorts was a problem. was too was like not enough. Exactly. But that's right. a wonderful problem. I wish I had. See, now, Steve, if you knew you're going to like when you went to Telluride last year, did you have the uh, Epic? No, but it was because uh, they weren't connected to Killington. So this is a th- uh, these are great passes if they're connected to the mountain they usually do in Vermont, and then you do your ski trip. So how much did you spend um, at Telluride? You only did like three days, four days, something like that. Yeah, it was three days in Telluride, um, but that would have been enough because the the passes are what a hundred and twenty a day. Yeah, I mean that's crazy stuff. So I mean almost. Yeah, it kind of pays for like at least two thirds of itself. Then you're you're at, you're at well, we're close enough right to there. get to snow and Mount Snow, you right. know, and Okemo. So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm gonna definitely look into this next year, depending on where we plan on going. I'm probably gonna go somewhere in Colorado. Uh, so problem is, whatever. you gotta figure it out like really way early, otherwise they jack the prices up. Well, let alone, I mean, it's not even figuring it out. You pretty much buy your pass and then you your vacation adjusts yeah, based on which dictated. pass you have. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, this Absolutely. is, you got to put $59 so, down, I think. And then that's all you lose if you decide not to get it. All right, so but think about it. This isn't that hard, though. So, you Fort know, Killington's our big, our, is our go-to resort in Vermont. Yeah. So, wherever Killington is tied to, that will help me and dictate where you go on, on vacation. So for sure. I think these, yeah. These, yeah. These are, these are smart passes. But I think Killington too, though, with on the icon pass, they're limited the number of days you get. I think you only get seven days at Killington. Yeah. Honestly, that would be enough for me. Yeah. But, I, and I think too, if you did need more, they would be discounted. Then you get a discounted rate. They're definitely, yeah. They're definitely discounted as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, if you do buy a pass, it really dictates where you're going to go. Because if you're going, if you're looking at, you know, a mountain, you know, two mountains that are same distance as you and you go, oh, well, I have the, I have the Epic Pass. It's on the Epic Pass. Yeah. I'm obviously going to go there instead of spending, you know, for a weekend, 200 to 300 bucks on lift tickets. You know, it's yep, a no brainer. And in any of these trips you take out West, you know, they're, they're always going to be amazing. So um yeah i think these are pretty smart strategic passes they just you know it's really about um getting the right mountains together yeah and it's you know it's been a uh the last couple of years it's been a real interesting but, uh per, like buying spree that altera has gone on to create that icon pass group because they're only like i think two two years old, two or three years old. So they really have been just buying up mountains, getting people on that pass because, you know, the Epic pass was the only one that existed before then. 
Right, and exactly. A, you know, a good chunk of the Colorado mountains. But a few of those are starting to squeak away now, too, because they didn't like how crowded the parking lots were getting. I mean, Crystal Mountain out in Washington, they're saying they're not, they weren't selling day passes because the Epic Pass people, uh, A-Basin, went off of the Epic Pass because their parking, they couldn't sustain it. So they were down 35% wow. now in terms of uh, visitors because wow. they went off the Epic Pass, which is awesome for boarders and skiers going there. I don't know how good it is for a basin's bottom line. I mean, it could be the same or better, but yeah. uh, these passes are making things very tricky for, for a, a lot of skiers and boarders. So there's, there's definitely positives and negatives, but I love seeing a place like magic up in Vermont. They, they were tweeting out today. They're like, we don't care what veil and the epic pass are going to, offer us like we don't want to be part of their past like we're independent cool. this is how we roll yep that's awesome i love those guys i'm going there friday so i'm like nice are you yeah oh good for you sweet yeah and then i'm going to sell out okimo after that on saturday <laughs> why not yeah up there. i gotta i gotta hook up so there you go it's all good that works so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many of these they sell. And you know what? The thing is, though, a lot of these places are already crowded. Mount Snow, Okemo, Hunter, those are already really crowded resorts. This is not going to make them any less crowded, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not. Yeah. What's funny about A-Basin, you know, A-Basin is one of the closest mountains that you hit when you're, when you're driving out to, I mean, it's the first, it's really pretty much the first mountain um from denver right and what is it south yeah yeah when you're heading out of denver huh cool all right next up we got two families of true well victims are suing mountain bachelor oregon for 30 million dollars for wrongful death so two families of a skier and a snowboarder who died on the same day at mount bachelor have jointly filed wrongful death lawsuit seeking 30 million dollars uh, because 24-year-old Alfonso Braun and a bend and 19-year-old Nicole Granite Raymond of Eugene suffocated in tree wells while Oof. in separate incidents on the same day. Oh, so the separate. Law- I thought it was like a Romeo no. and Juliet kind of thing. It's like a melee. So guess, yeah, so I guess they both happened on the same day, and the families got together and said, look, so what they're claiming is that Mount Bachelor failed to warn of the risk of tree wells after weeks of snowfall. So they're trying to say that because Mount Bachelor didn't tell them that there was a known danger of tree wells, which everybody knows tree wells are not good, uh, that they were somewhat to blame for the wrongful death of their, their family, their, their kids or whatever husband, I don't know what their relationships are. But uh, so, and I guess they're saying $30 million, you know, is, is worth the price of two lives, which I don't agree with the lawsuit at all. I don't agree with. Uh, I don't think Elon Musk is even worth $30 million. I don't know I, what these two people might, brought to the table. He, he might be worth, he might be worth 30. <laughs> Maybe. You know, if they were, yeah, if they said $150 million, I'm like, all right, now let's look at this suit because it's really important. But 30 million, yeah, all right, you just paid off and you'll settle for 15, you know. Jack up pay. the price of lift tickets, nerf exactly. the world a little bit more. And they pay lawyers you know like what? a bunch of that. And Maybe just close all the ski resorts because you know what? Snow is fast and dangerous. Yeah, because there's no there's no danger in going 
skiing or snowboarding, right? Is that is that what it is? Like, you know, kind of like jumping out of a plane. You don't ever think that you might not make it. I'm holding a lift ticket here. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of warnings at the back of like on the back of this. But they didn't tap him on the shoulder or slap him in the face and say, hey, you know what? There's tree wells. Be careful. It's actually kind there's of no proof that they didn't do it. So it's actually super scary to read it. It says, uh, I cannot sue Mount Southington <laughs> ski area. It's agents, servants, employees, or officers for damages resulting from any injury caused by risks innate to skiing, including, but not limited to the risk identified by Connecticut courts. These include variations in terrain and snow surfaces, collisions with other skiers, bare spots and or ice trees or other objects not within the confines of the trail or slope conspicuously marked lift towers or conspicuous lift towers. I agreed to attribute any claim for damages or injuries and agreed not to sue Mount Southington ski area incorporated in state or federal court. This is all on a lift ticket. This is just one example that I just had sitting over here. Unless you had big signs all over that place saying, this is the safest ski area. You won't have to worry about tree wells. And then they died in tree wells. I'd say, okay, maybe they're to blame. But so what I think, I think it's not- just like saying, Hey, you know what? Avalanche is, is, is possible anywhere. And you get buried in an avalanche. You can't sue anybody for not warning you. I think big snow needs to put some tree wells in, take some of these people. Yeah, out. that's right. That'd be great. Just start suffocating people. Yeah. Now, yeah, this is horrible that people died. Young people died. It's, it's, it's horrible. Definitely yeah. a tragedy. Of course. But to sue for $30 million, I mean, that's just... At it, what point? It's like such a default dick move, though. It's like almost like what, what's going to happen now in time, anytime somebody dies. It's like there's always going to be some scumbag lawyer who's waiting to take this up and grandstand and be like, oh, it's absolutely tragic what happened and... We have to change. Like, what are you going to change? What are you going to do if if you? It's an act of nature. A tree well and the way it falls in there is an act of nature, just cut, like an avalanche. So we put an avalanche warning. You still don't know. That's not a definite, definitive warning that an avalanche could happen today or not happen today. It could be a zero avalanche chance. Is is the warning, the rating? It's just a rating. It's not saying that it could happen or not. Still could happen. Definitely a tragedy. But every skier and snowboarder should be pissed off about this because all this is going to do is just cause the price of lift tickets to get up it's going to restrict more terrain it's going nerf to the world it's going to nerf the goddamn ski resorts yeah, yeah. pretty soon okay we'll just wow. do virtual reality skiing and boarding because it's it's too dangerous that'll be more fun i don't see what they could have done differently i really don't but you know i mean i mean tree wells i mean if you're if you're going into terrain where you're skiing glades you yeah. need to know you know you need to keep well, your head about you either don't go into that area or you know, I mean, there's deep, deep throat. I mean, snow, that's why you go into it. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that's sar- part of the part of why we do it. Yep. You can make those big turns. And yeah, you know, you also don't go by yourself. You know, there's a question. Yeah. Were they by themselves? Well, it said the, uh, uh, the one the, the one guy was with a buddy, but lost sight. Yeah. I know it takes a little while to like suffocate. I mean, true well deaths are horrible. Oh yeah. Oh, well, well, also too. You know, it also sucks for ski patrol having to find a body. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. do you think about the trauma that it it uh you know puts on those folks? They don't think about that. Mm. Yeah, so, true. Again, it's horrible. It's a terrible story. But you know, again, to su- everyone just wants to sue. Everyone wants some some friggin' money. It's not going to re- return your kids, people. You know, it sucks. Yeah. 
And the problem I have is that anybody can sue whether it's right or wrong. And then they may or may not get some money out of it. It's just it's bullshit. There's, there's yeah. always the scumbag lawyer ready to uh, to jump in and take the lawsuit. So rather than mourning your, you know, the death of your loved ones, you're going to put a price tag on it and right away say, oh, I'm going to sue them because it must have been their fault. Really? Yep. You know, it wasn't their fault for going into that area. I mean, they didn't have to go skiing. Yeah. Nobody forced them and said, you have to go skiing or yep. boarding. Very true. Look, look, when we were in Telluride, we uh, we went up a lift and we were trying to figure our way down. And uh, there was a way that seemed to be the most convenient to get to the lift that we wanted to go to. And, but we couldn't see the bottom. And I looked at my friends and said, you know what? I'm not going to be the idiot from Jersey that died because he, he, he didn't know the mountain. Yeah. And, nope. and, and we chose to take a longer route and it was a pain in the ass and I had to get off my board and, and walk it a while. But you know what? Don't be, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, you weren't just going to go over a cliff and then sue the, the terrain. Well, that, that, that was exactly yeah. it. That was exactly it. I knew there was cliffs there. I didn't know exactly where they were. I didn't know the mountain. I've only been to the mountain twice. Yeah. So you don't take those risks. Yeah. Well, that was like the well, first day we're at... Um, Jackson Hole, and there's those little lollipops. Says Cliff, and I, I told Brian, I'm like, I'm not going over there. I'm gonna just go around. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, let's go, let's go. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. And I talked to you out of it, and you're like, all right, <laughs> let's go around. And we went around, and we looked like, yep, that would have been 20, 30 feet. <laughs> that would have sucked. Yeah. Speaking again of another tragic death, there was a death up at uh, Stone Mountain Resort on the Spruce Peak this past weekend, and what happened was. These two brothers from Connecticut, they had taken up the Sensation Quad and wanted to do some uh, to the backcountry zone off of Spruce Peak because there'd been almost three feet of snow in the last couple of days and people were trying to find some, uh, you know, obviously some fresh powder. They were back in what's called the birthday bowls. And unfortunately, what happened was they got lost and one of the brothers fell 220 feet off of a cliff. Oh, damn. Jesus. And I'm reading the story. And it's that big over there. Dude, Mount Mansfield, like that area back there at Stowe, it's, it can get super gnarly. Wow. Now the thing I'm looking at, so they went back at 3:20 PM on a Saturday. Like that's when everyone's starting to wrap up their day. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it doesn't stay light that long up there. Right. I mean, that—that's just—it's just, it's just a, a foolish thing to do. And they said they had texted one of their friends at five thirty p.m. that they were having trouble finding their way. And then mm, at six thirty p.m., the nine one wall nine one one call came in. That uh, you know, the one brother called in that they uh his other brother was missing and it wasn't until about 8 30 when they actually found the other brother jeez it's just like uh, again it's horrible that it happened but you you got to be a little bit smarter about that man like if you guys are going to go back there go at eight in the morning like get there early yeah. so you have time to you have light you can see Know your way around. I mean, I don't know how experienced these guys were. I don't know if they, they were. They were pretty experienced and they had a topo map and they said, but they just got turned around. They said they were they were experienced and they've been up there before. So that's crazy. To yeah, do it that late, you know, you never know with the weather. Like that's the thing. You, you you're never gonna you're never gonna beat the sun. 
when the sun's going down, it's going down and it's going to get dark. Yeah. It's going to get gnarly. You know, in New England, you get flat light probably what 70% of the time. Yeah. It's already bad. And then if you're late in the day and in the back country, that's a friggin', you know, a triple whammy right there. Like, again, we all love fresh powder. We all love it. We all quest for it, but there's, you gotta just, you can't be stupid about things like that. Yeah. Just, there's always another day to go out there. You know, there's always another day to get snow. Well, that's like they say, you know, most of the people that get, you know, buried in avalanche or get into some problems. A lot of them are experienced skiers taking it for granted that they know the area, that they know what they're doing and they, they get into trouble. Yeah. A hundred percent. Luckily they, uh, well, I mean, it didn't really matter at that point, but they have a uh, army mountain warfare school training at smugglers notch. Nice. which is the next mountain over. And they, they had to get called in to help with the, uh, army mountain warfare, huh. you know, the search and rescue part of it. Pretty well. Wow. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Right, so everybody's worried, about, well, everybody's worried about coronavirus. Let's go. Let's take a break and go to uh, Keystone resort where they had a mumps outbreak. What? <laughs> the mumps. So, the mumps. Now, I don't think they immunize for the mumps anymore, do they? Or they, yeah, they do for a little while? Or? No, they definitely oh, yeah. do. If yeah. you're a, if and you're then, a decent parent, uh oh, we're gonna start tragic or start a you know, a little drama here. If you're a decent parent and you get your kids vaccinated, that's one of the first things they they vaccinate kids for. Yes, the MMR. There you go. Wasn't there something with the way they did it? It was supposed to be like two months apart and then they changed it or yes, because of Dr. Jenny McCarthy blaming that on uh, uh causing her kid to have autism. Not no, Jenny had, McCarthy's and Jim Carrey's fucked up genetics, right? No, they had right. a, a set like where you're supposed to do it, almost like they do the uh, hepatitis. Like you got to do it like within two months or after a month. Like there was some. You could break them down. You could break them down. You could do an M, an M, and an R. Yeah. Um, and that seems to be the kind of the conventional wisdom. But you know, you have to ask for that because normally they're together. And then your your kid gets three shots and at that age it's pretty traumatic so it's i really remember it though too that's it sucked for a couple couple minutes and right you feel bad it's really about the parents the parents going back three times we we did that we actually broke it down oh my god hear them cry i'm not (laughs) gonna take them for the immunization you know what i just i don't think it's not their choice they didn't choose to have this inoculation i'm not gonna take them and you got the idea they well, haven't chose their gender I, yet. They don't want to get vaccinated. The mumps, the mumps, which were eliminated virtually from the fifties, right? And now it's coming back. So there's a how do you Anna, anyway? So there's an outbreak at Keystone, Colorado. It rose to twenty six, including two non-employees. So I guess employees are getting this like crazy. So I guess the crunchy hippie granola. Oh, the goddamn hippie parents. The hippie <laughs> goddamn parents didn't get their kids inoculated. Now, now two non-employees. So it's 26, 24 of them are employees. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, That's here's crazy. the thing. So maybe here in Jersey, we're all getting inoculated, but we're all pissed off getting into fights at Big Snow. Right. Right. In Colorado, they're all getting the mumps, but they're chill and happy. So really... They're working a goddamn lift is what they're doing. You got you to choose what flavor works best. What, what are you into? They're chill. they're chill and happy until they're dead. Until they're yeah. dead. <laughs> So it's funny. They they say the symptoms include fever, muscle pain, uh, headache, poor appetite, and feeling generally unwell. 
That's like half the millennials I know. <laughs> it, it, How the fuck do they know they got the mumps or not? <laughs> but isn't that like the perfect thing to take weed for? Exactly. Maybe they were like on so much weed they had no idea it was aches and pain, loss of appetite. Like that's why you take weed because you want your appetite back. You want to forget right. your aches and pains. Dude, that coronavirus hits there. They're all they're all getting it. <laughs> they already got mumps. They couldn't even survive mumps. Come on. Mumps just sound so awful. It just sounds so stupid. Like you got the mumps. Like what? What would you get? The mumps? You got crabs too? Right. <laughs> Come on. What what else you got? You got rickets? Like yeah, right. Get rid of that too. You don't need a lemon. You got polio, maybe? Scurvy? Yeah. What the fuck? Scurvy? Oh, that's the lemon, the scurvy. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Like what what else are you gonna invent? Because you don't eat right. Eat fucking McDonald's and, and Mountain Dew. That's all you eat. That's Leprosy? All. <laughs> yeah. What other old timey diseases are you gonna get out there in Colorado? Exactly. Just take a fucking multivitamin. Just get it at least help everybody out. Yep. <laughs> pasty ass white people just a lot of a lot of bummer stuff in the ski news this week huh yeah we just back that up brian God yeah seriously um, look at that a lot of bummer stuff but you know what we're gonna roll into the main topic now we're gonna bring it back we're gonna put a bunch of smiles on everyone's faces put smiles on their ears because they're gonna be listening to this all right so yeah this is number 200 so we're gonna have just uh you know we've come a long way in these 200 episodes we started this out after it's funny steve you mentioned you just went to telluride we started this after our trip to telluride in 2015 because right. mario and i had kind of thrown it back and forth for a couple months when we were doing the ski house there in, in killington and uh we never really we were like again like the people we kind of made fun of before it's like oh we should do this we should do this and then after that Telluride trip, it was like, a Telluride trip because you had a near death experience and I saved your life that one night. This is true. And after that period, after that point in time, you thought about it, you're like, yeah, we got to do it because no I regrets. Might not have another day. No regrets. Right, so, so wait, I was out on that. I was on this trip. Oh yeah. Yes, you were. And I don't, and I, I was I don't recall that. And there was a flatulent person. Oh, that was because in the room with you them, had, you had and a, I uh, cracked open the door. And I left Easy and mind. I was like, I, I, I was like, I saved, I saved your life, bro. I you just had a much out. better roommate than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Your brother rooming with you. Of course. <laughs> you know, his gas, you, you've, you've developed some sort of uh, immunity to it over time. He doesn't live his life based on how I'm much out. gas he makes. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I remember very, very clearly. <laughs> oh my yes, God. It was, it was my, it was my contact that you guys almost got gassed. Dude, I walked into that room. I was like, I can't sleep there. It's like all, it's like one giant thick stream of fart in there. And Brian was dead Listen, asleep. I'm like, you could actually, you could see, you could see his farts. That's how bad they were. I was going to like try to Guys. fire him and carry Brian out. And I was like, forget it. I'm just going to open up the door and that's it. I, I saved your life, bro. <laughs> that's the kind of like the irony that like, it'd be like in a movie where, where Brian's gas dead and there's like a little, you know, tree air freshener in the corner that they pan into as he's dead. You see like the air freshener, like folding. That's it. Yeah. It was there, man. It was gnarly. So yeah. So we had a a pretty adventurous trip, a lot of stories, a lot of tales, a lot of laughs, a lot of hijinks, almost to death. Twiddle. And we said, we saw Twiddle. Twiddle, bro. And with that, I think that was our first time experiencing legal cannabis too. Wasn't it? Was that the blue moon? Yes. They just made cannabis legal. Yeah, it was the Telluride green room and then the other room. So, 
Bow, bow, bow. It was so funny. That was the song playing when you walked in. You're like, is this even real? This just seems like we're definitely in a simulation if this is the song it playing. Worked. And that place had like a nice little lounge area and couches. It was good. Yeah, it was super fun. So we, so many things happened. We're like, you know, we just have to start recording this and just see how it goes. And we didn't know what we were doing. We just started just trying to make it work and just figuring it out. And it was just so much fun doing it. And it kind of gave us an excuse to get together, to hang out, to chat about things we've, we've found during the week, stories, whether it's ski related or something else. And then it just, uh, we just kind of kept going with it and just, again, developing a scaffolding, a structure, a framework and kind of working in and out and trying things and chucking things and seeing what worked and just revising it. And it just, it's it's just become such a like part of life now. It's like, oh yeah, we record a podcast every week. You know, whether it's the summer or the winter. Regular thing. Yeah. We've both moved and now we're doing this via, you know, this this cool StreamYard app. Like it doesn't matter. Like we just we will find a way to keep doing this. And we've been getting a lot more interviews lately. So where people are getting are are finding this and we're getting meeting people at different events. Getting more and more connections every day, which is good. Yeah. So people are getting are starting to see it now too. Uh, and yeah, we can go out, out, try to chuck a bunch of money at something, hire somebody to make connections for us and all we're doing at grassroots. It's just us making connections and trying to shake hands and, you know, put faces to names. That's what we do. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're keeping it real. People always want to ask how much money do you make from it? It's like, listen, man, we're not Joe Rogan. We're not making $30 million a year. Like we're we're not making really much doing this, but you know what? We're doing it the way we want to do it. And you know, when the time comes, when we do make money, it's going to be because we did it the way we wanted to. We weren't just going to kind of cater to some kind of bullshit formula or audience or bombarding people with crappy ads. Like we wanted want it to be right, to be relevant, to be, to enhance the show and make it better, not to, to change it and make it into something else. So, you know, we're not at we that. Get a, we get a lot out of it already and it goes beyond the money. Like we like doing this. We like connecting with people, being involved in the industry, getting, you know, getting just going to like those events, like going to that big snow event. Yeah. When it first that opened. Was fun. Like that was, that was super cool. You yeah, know, like awesome. the last three episodes was all kind of, you know, our main topic sections was kind of that uh, me and Rich doing that trip up to Ellicottville and to uh, to Peak and Peak. Like these people treated us like we were like kings. Like it was so cool. And, you know, it, they, the expenses were covered by the different resorts and by the, the tourism places. So, you know, it, it made it that that was a huge perk. Like that's something that, you know, four or five years ago, we never got that. But it's, uh, you know, it's these little things that are just starting to to kind of build up and to become, you know, it's giving us fuel for this podcast. And it's funny because the more things that they kind of give you or they hook you up with, the more you can promote that on the show, the more people check it out, the more stuff you get, the more hookups you get. So it's kind of like a, you know, like a self-fulfilling prophecy in that regard, which is kind of also the, the ultimate goal is we, we, I, well, <laughs> from my point of view, I was always like, like we want to be the Anthony Bourdain's of skiing. You know, we want to go to the towns. Yes. We're, we're not going to friggin' triple backflip into Corbett's. No, that's not us. Like, but we want to go to like the most fun ski towns. We want to ski our asses off. We want to go have some great drinks right. some great food, check out the town. What's the experience like? What's the whole vibe of a, a ski town? Like not just again, not just the ski part, not just the food part, like just everything. What's life like in these places? 
Yeah, it's not, you know, I, it's nice to get free stuff. It's nice to, nice to get that, but we, I think I think we still like doing it just for what it what it brings us closer to. So, yeah. And so, I can tell you that I yeah. part of the thing I love the most is I love doing all the graphics and the logo stuff and doing the t-shirts. Like I love being able to do that too because I'm at the point now I'm like, you know what? I don't want to wear some other brand at all. Like I don't want to wear the swoosh brand, the like anything. Like I want to wear our shit. That's all I want to wear. That's all I'm wearing now. Got a sweatshirt, got a hat. Like I'm gonna get more t-shirts made up for the summertime. Like that's all I want to wear. I want to promote our brand. We got some feedback here. Feedback. Yeah. Uh, well, you're you've you've been in a you know classically you've been a chronic brander. You were all Oakley for a while, and then you went to. Yeah, then then you went off Oakley and it's so so now it's on to our brand. So you like keeping it all with the one brand. I like to keep things kind of like compartmentalized, you know, like Steve Jobs always had his uniform, the black turtleneck with the jeans. It just makes life easy for me. Mm. Steve, are you back? Steve, I'm back. Okay. Can you hear me? Oh, oh yeah. Clear now. My uh, my battery is on. Uh, well, it's on one percent. So I was I was oh, thinking boy. about whole grassroots and uh, <laughs> nice. My 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 iPhone is so old it doesn't hold the charge for more than two hours. That is grassroots. That's that grass- is, keep that it is, real. <laughs> you have a little crank for it. Crank it up. You a little more battery <laughs> life out of it. Crank it up. I'm like I've been like looking at. I had to download uh, Mozilla to make sure I can get onto this. <sighs> but I have to say, uh, look, I. You know, uh, you guys have been doing this a lot more than me. And uh, I think the overall theme is uh, this podcast is for people that love skiing, uh, that, that really enjoy it. It's, it's, the, it's the number one family sport, right? I mean, uh, I skied more than I'm single, but, you know, when you, when you get married, when you have kids, uh, the whole family goes. Uh, a good friend of mine just uh, kind of reconnected with uh, his wife skiing again. Uh, because they just had two kids and their their kids are skiing again, and him and his wife haven't skied for ten years. That's uh, that's oh, wow. Nestor. that's wow. Nestor and Maria. Oh yeah. Just, just looking at them and how much fun they had, you know, this just elated. That's cool. So uh, I would say you guys always just kept in mind that um, this is a sport that we all love, and I think I feel like that's what the podcast is for. Yeah, and you know, like our. Uh... The three of us, actually, from when we started this, you know, five years ago, our life situations have all kind of changed a bit. And, you know, now I have a little two and a half year old and we've been out there on the mountain like five times this year, which I love. Like, you know, I haven't done any like mega epic trips out west this year. And that that sucks. But I've also had so much fun kind of getting out there with him on the little local hills. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I've I've been discovering all these places that I used to just drive past going to Vermont, actually going there now and seeing what they're about. And it's it's not, you know, it isn't the big fancy resorts that you're gonna get, the Okimos, the Killingtons, the Stowe's, but they're important. And to get kids started young and to get them in love with the sport, the feeder mountains, they're gonna feed them out to the bigger places, to the bigger resorts. Hopefully he'll have to move out West in a couple of years. Cause it'll be so awesome. Like that's I'm planting that, like that foundation. Now I'm growing yeah. that garden. I'm, I'm digging up the soil and I'm putting in those uh, seeds. Nice. To see what blooms in a couple of years. Absolutely. Hey, you never know. Right. I mean, you, you move, man. 
I moved. Yeah. Mario, you you moved. Oh, I'm in. You really oh, moved. Warm weather now, and uh, you know I travel for skiing now, and I've traveled quite a bit, which has been good. So yeah, things definitely changed. Uh, I tell you, this this year's been hard because uh, you know, full on in, in warm weather, you get a little depressed when you start seeing uh, everybody else going out and taking ski trips, and it's a little bit easier, and get a little bit bitter, saying, you know, what the fuck, you know, I, I got to get on a trip too, you know. Yeah, so I'm gonna send you a video of what I did today, and you won't be depressed. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it is? It's it's just in the back of your mind, like shit. If it was great snow, I can't go. You know? Yeah, but, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and you're like out, hat, you know? when you're at work some days, and you just put on like you flip on Instagram, and you're like seeing people. You're like, I'm gonna just turn this off now because I am just gonna <laughs> lose my mind and go postal on my situation right now. Yeah, and that, exactly. That's not the answer. The answer is you can change your life. You can alter your life and you can make skiing the core of it if it's that important to you. And that's something that I'll be honest. Part of the reason I want to start this podcast too back then is, you know, my wife and I were trying to start a family and I was like, I need some way to keep skiing to use as an excuse. Like, oh, we have to record something for the podcast. We have to go skiing this weekend. You know, it's like it's if if it's something that's real and it's something that's, you know, a, a job, a potential job. It's it's a good way to to like justify doing it. So that was part of the reasoning too. And you know, it nice. nice. kind of worked. Hell yeah, it worked. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing the long game. So this this year's there's been a lot of a lot of changes in in terms of like switching jobs and responsibilities. So it's been a little bit tighter than it was before. So we'll see. Hopefully in the next year, uh, for next season, I'll. Uh, arrange it so i can uh, get a little bit more on the mountain we'll see but the cool thing is despite all that we're still doing this we're still recording we're still creating new content and people are still checking it out and they are doing a lot of helpful advertising for us you know splattering yeah. stickers all over the uh north america i mean we've had plenty of stickers shoved now out in squaw out at big sky at revelstoke all the places in colorado uh, i mean you- it's, it's so, Steve, so I don't know cool. if you saw the Big Sky one that one of our buddies did, um, but he put our sticker over the Big Sky logo. So it actually said Big Sky around it. On the it trail on map. The trail map. So you're looking up at this big trail map and it just fit perfectly. And it was like, you kind of have to take a double take. Look. Holy shit, that's our little logo. It was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. We have gorillas. It's like Project Mayhem from Fight Club. We got people just uh, doing our doing our dirty work for us. And we're yeah. just we're just Tyler darting it up, just sitting there watching. Oh, that's great! Goddamn space monkeys out there for us. It's beautiful. Coronavirus of uh, of ski news. That's right. You guys have united the high food and ski bums, <coughs> and there were there's a high food and ski bum part of all of us. Yeah, you know what? A lot of us. We want to be highfalutin. We want to have fancy things, but then there's also the flip side of it. Some we gotta we gotta bum it. You know, not everybody can afford an Epic Pass and an Icon Pass, and you know, have a two hundred thousand dollars Sprinter van and travel all over the world on Daddy's money. You know, so we gotta kind of mix them both together. A little highfalutin, a little ski bum. So, yeah, we're we're self funded. That's the thing. We're the everyman. We're the every skier. The every border. The every border. Well, I, yeah. I, I was I was ski bumming it today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Anytime you're at Mountain Creek, you're definitely bumming it. Hey, listen, here's a, here's ski bumming it. 
I didn't pay for my pass because I volunteered to chaperone the school that my daughter doesn't even go to anymore. Smart. See? Genius. Did you get a free pass? Well, I chaperone and I got a free pass. Awesome. That's ski bumming. That's pure bumming right there. That's right. That's right. Why pay when you can get it free? At the creek. <laughs> At the creek. Yeah. That's glorious. That's- that's like bum twice. Nothing like, at least it was a free evening at the creek. You didn't pay for it. By the way, though, yeah. I mean, I went every single Wednesday, almost every Wednesday since uh, January 1st. That is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Very cool. Yeah, so we've we've come a very long way and, you know, we've we've all changed and grown, hopefully, I think, over these last five years. Well, this year, too, was very big. I mean, we went into... We started making connections with real media. We got recognized as real media, right? So we made a leap from like doing this as like a pet project to doing this. You know, we've migrated from pet project to like established, you know, weekly format and, you know, kind of there and, and grinding through it to now all of a sudden this year, we, we made plans in the off season to make sure that we were part of a little bit more of established content and established media and, you know, going to the Boston show, we, we really, you know, hit it hard because that was one of our targets. We were like, look, that's, it's pretty important. We know some people there, you know, let's get more involved in that. And that helped us a lot, like connect with real, like, you know, media in the industry that's been there for a while in the Northeast, at least, you know, uh, but it's we funny. also got those connections out West now. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like regarding like Nasja, someone asked me, they're like, they're like, is there anybody that's like under 60 in that company, in that organization? Yeah. And they're like, it really just seems like it's a bunch of old people who want free stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Wow. But those are people that no have connections that they put junk together and, you know, um, but then we met all the people at like, you know, Ski Utah, like that was a fun bunch, Ski New Hampshire, Ski Vermont, like, you know, all those organizations, like we, it was a vehicle to get into, you know, getting to know them, which is, which is really good. Like, yeah. and, and we learned a lot about like just their organizations and how they manage it and how they manage the, the branding and, you know. And I still think our biggest problem is we don't have a some sort of home area in a ski town where we can cultivate these relationships. I think that's yeah. kind of the, the only thing holding us back right now is if we had some sort of foothold or established uh, condo, a connection, a something in a better ski area, mm-hmm. we would be able to cultivate those relationships, do more, and this would blow up a lot quicker. Yeah, I really believe that. But also the people we've met, like, you know, grinding out, like, you know, uh, the Till I Die folks and the First Chair and the Joe Beth Travel and, you know, Rich Stone, like everybody has, it's funny, like you start talking to people and they usually have a primary job and this is their side hustle. And you realize how much effort people are putting towards that side hustle and how much it means to them just for being part of the industry and the ski environment and the culture. And it's good to be part of that. Like, so even if we, you know, still have that nine to five and we're doing this on the side, it's relevant because that's, it's still that kind of that everybody's other dream. And we've, we've made comments to other people that, you know, we're commonly, you know, we're all trying to do the second job as a first job, you know, like, so it kind of works out. This is my last full year corporate. I'm, I'm vowing that right now. I'm I'm done. I can't, 
Every I spend six hundred and fifty goddamn dollars a month to commute to a job I don't like. Damn, it is idiotic. It is absolutely idiotic. Three hours a day commuting, six hundred and fifty dollars a month. It's fucking stupid. Damn, I have to. I'm finding a way out. I actually have a plan already, and it's going to be executed over the next six months. So it's, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Wow, that's awesome. Here it is, episode two hundred. Yeah, I love that. You busted it out. You're waiting on us. You're holding out. He's declaring it. I'm holding out. I'm declaring it. You guys can hold me to it. I feel like I've been in two years, like still going to work. You're like, ha, what happened to your, uh, your plan? You little friggin' <laughs> corporate little sellout biatch. <laughs> you, you could be like, Oh, I got promoted. Oh, I got more responsibilities. I got, I got promoted. They gave me more money. They gave me five grand more. Yeah. We didn't realize how much benefits were. Yep. <laughs> Give me something stupid. Hold anyway. me to it. No, I want you guys to call me out. If I'm still doing this in a year, call me out. All right, we're, we're gonna call you out, but uh, I put so three hundred. You can call me out. Actually, that'd be that's probably two years out. Dude, that's when you got to do something even bolder. Quit your job, move out west, and work at a weed shop. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm opening a weed shop. Oh, I'm not boom. working for nobody. Boom. <clears throat> so you're opening a counter in the weed shop. All we accept is Bitcoin at the weed shop. Yeah, the the Brian branded stuff in the weed shop. They're going to grow it on the, on the uh, parkway. There you go. So uh, I will say there's uh the community, the skiing community is, is really tight. And it is actually amazing how much the resorts and the marketing people at all the different resorts, they don't view their jobs like, like we might where we're competing with another company and that other company is our enemy and we shouldn't talk to them. This community is a lot different than that. And, um, uh, you know, I got that experience with working with Big Snow and talking to the VP of marketing there. And I looked on his LinkedIn page and his LinkedIn page had uh, accolades from his competition from resorts in Vermont, resorts in Colorado, resorts in, in Canada. And, um, you know, Mountain Creek has figured out a way to be a good uh, biking park. And they compete. They compete with Canada. They compete with uh, Killington. And it was, it was pretty interesting to see how they're all kind of helping each other out in this, in, this, uh, in this community. So I think there's an opportunity for us to tie into them. And we'll have to – we'll talk offline because I want to see if I could set up an interview with um, the VP of marketing over there. I think he – I think summer, summer ski bum bash. Well, yeah, we're thinking – you know they always have like a halfway to summer party? around like this time we're thinking we need a halfway to winter party in like whatever august or september why sort of like that yeah like a halfway to winter party in uh at big snow so now you were talking like so what have you done with those folks i know you you had a kind of a plan and had a business meeting with them a couple yeah weeks ago or a couple months ago it was probably about a month ago now. Uh, we laid out a plan to uh, create an environment where when you're indoors, you feel like you're outdoors. Nice. Uh, my company created a, a nice pine scent uh, that's really, really light and just kind of takes away the, I don't know, I guess that refrigerator scent that's... That, Industrial you know, smell? Yeah, well, well, it's a it's a refrigerator, right? So you walk into a walk-in refrigerator. 
Yeah, it smells like a fridge. So uh so we put that together for those guys and we put together a plan for the uh for the locker room to reduce the amount of fighting that happens in the locker room. <laughs> Some lavender perhaps calms calm down chamomile. Really subtle lavender scents for the locker room. Like that wasn't the original plan, but after the videos, it's changed. What about like just you guys like, need a little lavender, maybe some soft music in the locker pumping room? Pumping in some some weed, wouldn't that like go like kind I mean, of throw people I, out? Yeah. Again, after that video, I, I would pump in marijuana like all day long. Like those guys have to chill the fuck out. Seriously. I mean, you're skiing. You know, you're skiing. What are you What are you getting so crazy about? Um, so yeah, so uh, they're uh, they told us to you know hold off. They they got a lot on their plate right now. Mountain Creek had a tough season, um, so we're gonna revisit it in June. Uh, but I'll probably hook up with a uh, with a uh, Hugh Reynolds, the VP of marketing, and just to take a couple runs maybe next week if I can. It all depends on on the weather, but uh, but yeah, they're they're great great guys, and I think we'll definitely put something together for them. Oh, very nice. cool. Yeah. Nice. Maybe even a summertime ski bomb bash. I think we got to put the bash together. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like when the, uh, like in Caddyshack, when the caddies take over the pool for 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes we get. Yeah. That'll be us. Ski bomb day for 15 minutes. We're going to freeze that whole little warm section too. We want like maximum speed. That warm section. I got to tell you, I, I, I was like, what is, what, what was that? <laughs> oh, that's super lame. That's you get to lighten everybody's bindings and just watch them double eject out. Yeah, no one's no one's really saying anything, but I, all I'll say is it wasn't there when you uh, when the three of us went there and Lindsey yeah. Vaughn wasn't was there for media day. Yeah, imagine yeah. Lindsey Vaughn hit that and like blew out her ACL. Like, <laughs> come on, like, goddamn Jersey, <laughs> Jersey. What'd you bring me to, PK? <laughs> yeah, couldn't you get traded to like the the freaking Panthers? Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche. Wait, isn't she right. from Iowa? Come on. Minnesota, I think. Minnesota, exactly. Little Hill. If you haven't seen that documentary about her on HBO, it's fantastic. Uh, oh, I need to see that. That's it's really right. good, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I guess wrapping up the main topic area, anything else you guys want to mention? Anything you want to celebrate or look forward to going forward to the next 200 episodes? I mean, I where are we going to be? And look 400? out. I predict and look out for it. I predict a ski bum podcast sent for the mountain oh, alone. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, just oh, saying, I, I don't know how we get this done. Oh, de bum. Oh, de bum. Oh, de bum. So you saying, we're going to create a candle. That's it. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we need. We're going to create oh a candle. Yeah. Can when you when you set in the mood to you know close a deal, boom, put the candle on. No Watch out, what, ladies! I'm lighting the candle. No matter what kind of deal you're looking to close, <laughs> oh, de bum. Why does it smell like Santa Claus was just here? <laughs> Why does it smell like stinking here? It's like Girl, meat, meat, and like, beer. <laughs> meat and beer. All right. It smells like nachos. What's up with that? That's that's gonna be a big decision. Do we do we make it smell like hops? <laughs> hops and nachos would work. That sounds actually pretty yeah. good. Bourbon. Bourbon. You know I actually think you guys are onto something there. That could Spend. be that could be the first item that you guys sell. <laughs> um, we already of- have items. We have. <laughs> I have a merch shop on the website skibumpodcast.com slash shop. You can get. Gnarly ass sweatshirts and hats, all kinds of good stuff. And maybe even candle. 
Maybe even a candle. Or a cologne. You never know. Cologne. Give me the eau de toilette. We'll have our own douche. How about that? <laughs> Something for everyone. Man, <laughs> well, you know, I am I am pioneering uh, a scent for dudes. You know, it's uh, I, I call it a ball refresher. Man douche. Bar <laughs> <laughs> refresher. Outer man douche. douche. Yeah. Man douche. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun doing this with you. And uh, Steve, I'm glad you uh, have been joining us a little more lately. Uh, yeah. Yeah, again, it's you know, life has taken us all in fun, crazy journeys, and it's cool that we can still get together and do this. And it's even more fun when we actually get to ski together. Yeah, absolutely. and uh, I really do feel like if we can, if we kind of harness our chi and keep doing this, we'll be able to do a lot more skiing together and a lot more of this. So let's just keep at it. I gotta say, with Steve, the funniest part was he was very regimented. Like, what are we going to talk about? What are we? And like, dude, we don't talk about anything now. We just ramble, and it works. <laughs> Not really. You guys have no, the chassis. We, we have yeah. this, got you the scaffolding. scaffolding. You have scaffolding. Yeah. Scaffolding. Not, the magic happens between the scaffolding, but the scaffolding has to be there. Exactly. I, I think you the scaffolding is important. Very Set important. Up a plan and then let it go to shit. That's what you do. It's a perfect like, formula. Well, you're thinking Burning Man. We're not doing Burning Man style. We need <laughs> the scaffolding. We're not going to burn it all down. Well, there's a few episodes we burn it down. There, yes. It just happens. It's it's almost like when you have a forest. You need the forest to burn down so it can just regrow. It's got some matches. You just keep right. lighting them and shit's going to happen. It's important. Well, we do have to thank you all for listening and checking it out. So more information, hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, the website, skibumpodcast.com. Under the ropes. Also, that was the first one because this is the story that I found. Ah. Stolen hearse with body inside recovered after pursuit ends with a crash on one the 110 freeway in southern Los Angeles. What the? Have you ever... like? I follow a couple people on Twitter who live out in the LA area and last... I think it was last Saturday or Sunday I was sitting there on the couch and they were like, oh my god, there's a car chase going on right now and... Oh, they still have all the car chases, right? They have all these live... The news will actually show these live car chases. (sighs) So watch... And it's funny, like other areas of the... There's no other places in the country these happen, it seems like, except for like the Los Angeles area in California. And why is that? I that's yeah. what I they always talk about how bad traffic is there. Why are all these car chases going on out there? And they're not fast car chases. Some of them, some of them are like low speed, right? You know, you know what well, I, think it is? I think it's they have more helicopters than anywhere else. Uh, that's that's the thing. You it's harder to get away then. Right. Yeah, good one, then yes, all, but they're capturing it. Whereas uh I don't know. I mean, well, you can't really you can't really run away in New York. <laughs> I mean, you just sit in traffic. There, yeah. There's, there's yeah. water. There's water in the way. <laughs> yeah, that could be part of it too. Oh, nice to oh, he got to the tunnel. Okay, we yeah. got him. We got him. Oh, the one out, oh. well, there's cameras everywhere too. Like it's, it's not. You can't just do that. You can't just be OJ anymore. Like it's just not as easy to do as it used to be. We got drones that could blow you up. Yeah, I imagine you can't get anywhere. The one I was watching, there was a, apparently like a fight, and someone got stabbed at a. Uh, 
uh, cemetery. And then five people got in a car and just took off. And at one point they show the one guy jumping out of the car and like running for it. And they show someone out, like they dropped two other people. They got out of the car and just started like walking like nonchalantly, like nothing happened. (laughs) And then they just kept following the, uh, it was like a suburban or a Tahoe or something. And they were just like kind of looping around and going back and forth on the highway and off. And then I guess it just got kind of boring. And then they, they cut the feed. I'm like, like yeah, he's going to run out of gas. But that, but that was it. like 20. I've watched this for like 20 minutes. Like really? I haven't watched anything on TV that long, like paying attention to it in forever. And this stupid ass police chase with no outcome. I wasted my time watching. They know, they're putting on though. They I got no payoff. I got no payoff. Anchorman 2. I mean, that was the premise of Anchorman 2. I haven't seen Anchorman 2. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to see it. Yeah. You just nailed it. You just Did nailed I? the premise of why why that movie happened. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I got to check it out now. Yeah. yeah you got to check it out. So with this hearse, apparently, there was a car chase. This guy stole it in the Pasadena area. And after the crash, they found that there was a coffin body in the back of it no it's still a hearse you know i think you gotta roll the dice that you might have a body in the back of that bad boy but it was a lincoln navigator so obviously it's a very kind of high profile very fancy nice kind of suv so i can see where the guy was like it's a navigator right i'm gonna jack this thing oh yeah i think like the hearses now aren't quite as obvious as like the old timey hearses yeah, you know? the old time was terrible. There's actually yeah. a, down by where I live here, there is a comic book shop called the Comic Crypt, and they have a hearse nice. painted up as like their company car. Oh. It's kind of sweet. I got to tell you. It works. Yeah. They did say that, that after the car chase and that the body was found and the body in the coffin was not damaged. Oh, wow. good. Which, That's good. Because if it was damaged, what would that even really mean? You think it was like a little old lady or something in there? They like open up like, oh shit, this is so-and-so. Like, Well, it's funny. It's not funny, but it is kind of funny. They're like, the unfortunate thing is that the family was put through further trauma and having to deal with this situation unfolding yeah. as it has. Can you imagine where's uh, aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so and just like gone? I don't know. The, the hearse. Like, what do you tell them? Like, uh, the hearse is late, and then at some point you could be like, "All right, somebody stole the hearse with the body in it." Like that's well, fucked up. The mortician should have been on top of this and been like, "Here's the body right here. Just have a, a like an extra coffin. Always have an extra coffin sitting around." Oh, an empty coffin. Can you bury the empty coffin. They're like, "Yeah, this is going to be closed casket." That well, leads to shady stuff too, though. At that point, it's closed anyway. I, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're right, Brian. I mean, you just have an extra coffin. You, like, you oh, we just. You're preventing oh, trauma. A stunt right. coffin. You know? Yeah. yeah, but then you get that leaked down a slippery slope because then you get, there was a, a story, I, it was years back, and it was something, I think it was north of South Carolina, and this funeral company was supposed to be like cremating people, and they were mm. just taking them and throwing them in a lake in the back. Oh, wow. So they actually found all these bodies, and it was fucking morbid and crazy, and I was like, who does that? Like, it was just horrible. That's cheaper? <laughs> I guess it was cheaper than... They're actually cremating him because well, they didn't burn the body. They just threw it in a lake. Just had yeah. a, gr- just a grill in the back. They just scoop out some of the. Uh, yeah. Ah, it's just that's dust. creepy as shit, though. They like body lake. That's some hillbilly ass shit right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just you know. Oh, yeah, because those people are normal anyway. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. The moral story is don't die. Right. And but I got a two for either. one on the burial. Get the Costco coffin. Like it's just easier that way. Come on, you man. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. All right next up, while Mario. we're still under the ropes, we're going flying free. We're going for some open territory, and we got the post. The post doesn't disappoint. So there's a gynecologist accused of report performing an STI test on a drunk woman after the first date. So when did the STD become the STI? I have no idea. Is there man. a particular moment where we switched over and said it's not STD anymore, it's STI? Maybe that's to embrace all all people of all sexes. As a Subaru enthusiast, their uh, their highest end car is the STI. Yeah, that's... I, love, I love Google. You put kind in of a STI rough one. versus STD, and it says STI sexually transmitted infection, STD sexually transmitted disease. So they're often used interchangeably. But STI is different because cervical cancer is now included in STD. So now basically, we're, we're splitting pubic hairs right now. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So, so this very curly hairs. Second, wait, wait, you said first date or second date? First date. First date. Oh, first date. Well, you know. So he's smart for checking her out on the first yeah. date. I got to say, he's like. He just swapped her. I want to know if, you know, this is clean enough to hit. Um, <laughs> Listen, I think this guy, you see his picture, he's happy to hit anything. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't even want to see the girl. Is what, that's pretty, I don't even, I, it's just, so he's in New Zealand. So he's a New Zealand gynecologist accused of bringing an intoxicated woman back to his clinic for an STI test after the first date, according to a report. So maybe yeah, the going real well. And he's like, Look, man, would you want to take an STI test? They can, I do the test and then I'm in there, right? He's like, this is going good. This is called foreplay in New Zealand. So he met the unnamed woman on a dating website last year. That's a shocker. But last year, the two met up. Woman consumed alcohol before a panana, this is the guy's name, a pana, whatever, report persuaded her to get tested so they could begin a sexual relationship. So it was kind of under premise. Like, so is this a test or is it foreplay? Seems like a little foreplay to me. Here's what I think. He got exactly what he deserved. (laughs) What kind of weirdo brings a girl back to his freaking doctor's office and swabs her. And she's looking for a free exam is what I'm saying. She's a freeloader too. And, And that could be, that could be totally it. All right. Creepy. She's a freeloader. It's just not a good match. It's not I mean, a good romance day. may be dead, but this really is like a win-win here. <laughs> it's win-win. You get a medical procedure done for free, and he gets right. to find out if you can proceed with your relationship sexually. You're sticking to the insurance company. You're getting a clean bill of health. Like everybody kind of wins here. Stick it to the insurance company before you stick it to each other. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> That's that. That sounds like his next new dating app. And and for this dude, he didn't have to even like put her out because she was already drunk. That's right. There's a little anesthesia. <laughs> so now there's a lawyer for the Medical Council of New Zealand that uh, says the acknowledged sexual relationship of the pair was consensual, but the council doesn't agree that because it was consensual, that the woman wasn't vulnerable. 
So now they're adding this love layer of like consensual versus vulnerable. So I don't know where this is going. Um, this is pretty crazy. So that's the lawyer. That was the lawyer for the, the lady, right? Yeah. So now the lady was quoted saying he was trying to get me to the point where I wanted to do stuff. And I said, no, I'm too sore. He just gave me a pill and he gave me a pill. I'm too sore. Jesus. What the hell? How did he test? What the hell was he testing? After the test or they want to do stuff and after the test, I don't know. So he provided her with an STI test, given the sedative medosal. Ooh, he gave her the, uh, Little Zimazam. That's the Cosmo special, right? <laughs> and discussing her chronic pain condition. And then she, um, yeah, it just seems all weird. Here, here's what I'd like to hear the story. I'd like to hear the story if she failed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's time like, to go home. <laughs> I think if I was a judge and I was Look hearing at this the story, time. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's all be a little hammered when we hear this. And then we'll start talking about it. It sounds better when you're drunk. This girl definitely needed that uh, drink less app. If she (laughs) had that, if she had seen that she'd met her quota, she would have stopped goddamn drinking and would have just gone home. Yeah. She'd be like, I'm sorry, my pitch counts up to four drinks. I gotta gotta go home. Imagine the guy's face when he looks at the result. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Dodge the bullet. uh, Uber, Lyft. (laughs) Yeah. I will pay for yours, too. I mean... (laughs) I mean, the only reason we're talking about this is because she passed. Yeah. Yeah, right? Think about that. And right? you know this isn't the first time he's done this. Oh, you know yeah. she was thinking. She's like, I hope I pass. I hope I pass. Yeah, I passed. And then she's like, you're, you're kind of a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> see, now that I got my result, I don't think it's going to happen. I have to go to the press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. If, if she failed, she would have been like, fuck, don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. No, he'd be like, oh, I don't feel that good. Uh, we got an Uber for you. Why don't you, why don't you go home? Dude, I love the last part of the, the article where it talks about the uh, the lawyer for the doctor. It said, the lawyer said that his client was being silly and foolish, but had learned his lesson. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's silly. He's silly and foolish. He's just being silly. It's all right. Given his goddamn silly. STI test. <laughs> yeah. so good, right? this guy <laughs> yeah he's so scary <laughs> oh man Oof. he's such a silly guy in a weird way I love that guy at the conventions he's a, he's a big hit with everybody <laughs> yeah. Oof. yeah I mean you gotta have an angle right we always gotta yeah, have an angle, angle. Trying, to, trying to close the deal that was his because we had an angle too. That wasn't a good yeah, way to go either. We never know about this if she failed. This is true. That's right. Yep. Right. Well, I think we're all better informed about the world now, having heard that story. Now. Yeah, you know, I've heard stories too where people like get arrested for giving acting as a false doctor, giving gynecological exams in like a storage unit. Have you ever heard of that shit? That's a Florida thing, isn't it? No, no, no. This is like I think it was Carolina's I heard about it. Crazy, man. Northern People Florida. Try anything. People try anything. Would you go to like a storage unit to get your taxes done? I'm sure somebody's doing that now. They're like, this is why prostitution should be legal. <laughs> if, you, if you could just 
dial up. If there was an app, you can go, you put in like a price range. You know, it's like when you go on Zillow and you look at houses, you put yeah. in like how many bedrooms you're looking for, how many bedrooms, your oh. price range. If you could just do that for like prostitutes, think about all the creepy shit that would not be done to women. That's true. Prostitutes are women, but I guess but they're doing voluntarily. If they could do it voluntarily, as long as there's no creepy, weird, like sex trafficking or pimp anything involved in that, it was just, this is what I got to do. I want to make some bucks. I'm putting it out there. I've passed my STI test. I have a little star of approval there. Well, 98% approval rating. Let's throw a little fuel onto that fire. So nah, that girl was offered 600 bucks after the STI test. Would we even be talking about it? I don't know what the laws for prostitution are in New Zealand. I'm not, I haven't checked those out in like five or six years since I've been there. So I don't know. It's the same. As George Carlin said, selling is legal and fucking is legal. Why isn't selling fucking legal? It's the oldest profession, right? That was genius. Something to ponder. Man before his time. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, that's a good way to end episode 200, I believe. Yeah. Steve, thank you for rejoining us. Hopefully, we'll be doing a lot more of this with all yeah. three of us. This is great. It's a lot of fun. You guys good. have an amazing job and the 198 that I wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 197 only. All right. Yeah, well, you're you. well, just so you know, you've been our muse. So without <laughs> you, none of this would happen. That's right. So thank you everyone for listening and thank you again, Steve, for joining us. Check out all the info, skibumpodcast.com. We're on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, hi, See ya.